Okay, so intro, and then we go straight into the games we played. And you want to yes, talk about we, a game? Actually, I'll we, just ask you. I'll just ask you. We're just gonna go with it. We're just gonna roll. We're just gonna roll. Rolling, 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 rolling. Hey! I did not know we could start a podcast with my face already face palming. <laughs> so, uh, take it away. Yeah, just so you know, the podcast has already started. Um, oh, no, I, I know. It started like. Like, 45 seconds ago, when you started talking about the intro. Yeah. Right. Please, <laughs> actually intro now. This is the glowing weak point of the week. That's redundant. Okay. My name is Wombat. I go by Wombat. And, uh... Re- really? You're, you're gonna go by Wombat? I mean... Uh, hi... Hi, I'm John. Uh, you'll find me most places on the internet as Kason Moore. Uh, is it wrong to go by Wombat? Should I go by my real name? I mean, that's completely up to you, man. Uh, okay. You do you. Um, my real name is actually Bartolomeo. Ah, uh, you're really gonna tell them that? Yes. My real name okay. is Bartolomeo Jones. Alright, well, if... Uh, one of those letters was correct for the beginning of your first name. It's actually not. Uh, it's correct for the beginning of my middle name. Uh, well. Oh, really? Yes. Are are you are you something else, Jay? Wombatson. Wombat Jameson. I'm assuming you're you're. Okay, okay. I assumed that your last name was was Wombatson. Oh, Wombat Wombatson? Yes. Is that like Mario Mario? Well, and his middle name's Jumpman, unless you go based off of the idea that Jumpman is his father, which I don't ascribe to that. Um, I, I guess if we're making up names and stuff, uh, uh, you can also call me uh, Andrew. Uh, I go by Andrew some places uh, because people are terrible. Uh, I also go by AJ or Azalea some places which right. is a beautiful name and i i really have to thank my brother-in-law for that one and um i was confused by the andrew i had heard azalea and i thought you had just misspoken n- <laughs> that's quite a misspeak right hey it's uh it's episode one of glowing weak point it uh, is the glowing part of our week uh, john maybe we'll see john I have a question for you. Okay. What's your glowing point this week? Oh, um, wow. Uh, let's see. I clocked out of work last night, so that was nice. Um, actually, this week's been pretty bad. Uh, I've, I've run into a bunch of stupid people that I work with, and... Uh, I, I, you know what? I did a stream earlier this week where I talked about the Silmarillion, and that was fun because oh, the Silmarillion is a, a good book. Yeah, I stopped in yeah. for a few minutes on that one, and yeah. then I said the Silmarillion's boring, and I've never been able to read it, and I left. Oh well, you're you're wrong, but <laughs> that's fine. I'm glad you uh, like it though. I'm not. Dissing all right, so, Mister Wombatson. Uh, what was the glowing point of your week? 
Um, so this week I started doing streams like regularly, not just the ones that I do with you, but I have like a whole schedule on my Twitch thing and everything. Whoa! I actually haven't gone and seen your, your Twitch thing, so I should, I should probably do that at some point. Yeah, I have a whole schedule. And the first one on Wednesday didn't go that great. Um, you know, I played a game that uh, on the hardest difficulty, and I'm bad at the hardest difficulty. But the second one, I I did pretty well, I think. I, I had two people show up, and one of them was a friend of mine, but one of them was not. So that was oh, nice. nice. And it looks like you're playing again tomorrow as of this recording, but yes. not as of this upload. Right. Um, I'm... Th- I'm thinking of doing every other Sunday. I'm not sure yet. I'm playing okay. it right here. Okay. Uh, you've you've just told everyone that we record these on Saturdays, so now they'll they'll have that little peek behind the curtain. Everyone loves that. Well, and that's if we continue recording them on Saturdays. You know, sometimes true. you're busy on Saturdays. It's it's happened once or twice. It has. So you're you're playing a lot of games then on your your stream, and I noticed at least three different things scheduled. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of them will come up later. I mean, two of them will come up later. How about one of them comes up now? Because that was a perfect segue, and you just walked right past it. Oh, you're what, right. What, what What games were you playing, Wombat? So, <laughs> Tell <yes>. me. <laughs> you stole it from me. I was going to ask you and have you do the first one. But the segue was there, it and was. I have fewer games that I play. <laughs> So yesterday, I played a game called CrossCode, and CrossCode is an action RPG game with puzzle elements, and I'm good at the RPG section, and I'm bad at the puzzle elements. Oh, that's unfortunate. I love playing puzzle games. I guess I should put on this games list that I I play mobile puzzle games pretty much constantly. You maybe should, if it's that constant. it, it it really is. I mean, I'm not playing one right this minute, but I've probably played about an hour of it already today. Yeah, that's a lot of your gaming time. It is. How is CrossCode? Crosscode. I know either you or your uh, a friend of the two of us, I guess we should say, uh, was interested in that a while back. Yeah, so CrossCode is, it, it's very action-oriented. Like, it, it's not like a typical like JRPG where you hop into a battle scene. It's, it's all on the overworld. You're dealing with the enemies that are there right in front of you. Okay. And you have multiple different ways to attack them, and those different attacks also work into the puzzle segments. So you have a shooty projectile thing, and for combat, that's just your ranged attack. But in puzzles, it bounces up to four times. So you'll bounce it on walls until it hits a a button. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like playing billiards. Do you need to have it bounce, or...? Usually you do. But... It, it looks kind of like... Uh, I'm on the Steam page right now for it. it looks kind of like Zelda. It is very bit. Zelda-ish. 
Um, but the story is more there than most Zelda games. I said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you're just you just gonna Zelda. come out there? Right. Zelda has bad stories. Um, yeah. The, I disagree, but that's fine. The the story is very sci-fi oriented. They're they're in a real place, but they're controlling what are called avatars. Oh, okay. So this is um. Oh my my brain betrays me. It's like an uh, MMO the in the real Mega world. Man. Mega Man Battle Network? I've never played that, but sure. Oh, you should. It's I've, I've wanted to. Garbage, first, like all the rest of them. The first Battle Network is expensive, and I can only play games in order. Okay, I can I can understand that. Yeah. So, uh, they've, they've set up a, a, a real-world MMO on a moon, basically, and players take take the form of avatars on this planet and play an MMO. That's and, weird. And your main character has played the game before, but they've forgotten all of their memories. And so the people, some of the people who have run the game, I guess, it's unclear so far, have taken you back into the game to see if they can recover your memories and find out what happened to you. Okay, so like some Sword Art Online Alicization sort of thing happening there. Yeah. I hope you enjoy the fact that I compared this game that you apparently like to Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online has I'm good gonna, elements. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I compare as much as possible to Sword Art Online. But that that's about as far as I've really played of the game. Most of my first stream was just tutorials. Okay, okay. That sounds like fun. Uh, speaking of games that I'm not a huge fan of, uh, the rest of them, uh, <laughs> you've got, you got Pokemon Heart Gold on this list? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I can actually talk about that right now, too, because I played it a little bit before your stream earlier today. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm having trouble with it. I... Is it because it's Pokemon and Pokemon is inherently grindy with a less than stellar story and its collectathon requirements are kind of garbage? No, actually. It's it's actually that I was trying to do grinding to make Pokemon that I, I kind of thought I would want to use useful. And then, even once I caught them up to the Pokemon I, I had already, they just, just still sucked. They just... Slowpoke sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like Slowpoke. That's, that's true. I wish, I wish I liked Slowpoke. Every time I look at Slowpoke, I'm like, that's a cute little, like, water dog. That's... I like that. I want to use that. And then I try to use Slowpoke. And then I hate using Slowpoke. And so now I don't, I don't use no. Slowpoke. I'm, I'm a little bit angry that you compared Slowpoke to a dog, because dogs are actually cute, and Slowpoke is kind of a monster. Slowpoke is a monster. He's a pocket monster. I, okay. So, <laughs> you, 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 you now forfeit your ability to speak for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening here. 
that would be intensely boring, I think. I don't know. I could I could uh, carry this. I'm oh, I'm I'm strong. I can carry it. I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish my Pokemon section now before you get into yours. <laughs> I don't have a Pokemon section. Let's let's put that out there. Right. So I I've I've reached the third gym and I beat all the trainers in the third gym and then I tried to fight the third gym leader and her her Pokemon has a skill called Milk Drink, which during battle restores about fifty percent of its health and cannot fail. I personally take that as a offensive attack against me in particular. Right. Um, <laughs> it would be. And I deal about 25% of its health with each attack I do. So after two attacks, the thing uses milk drink. And then I'm back to where I started. <laughs> And I mean, presumably, it only has a certain number of uses, like all Pokemon moves, it has so you ten, just have to wait it out. It does. It it has ten uses. I looked it up, and I have two Pokemon, which each die in about three hits from its attack called Stomp. And, ah. yeah, it doesn't... The math isn't there. The math isn't there. So why don't you get something with fly or something so you can just avoid its attacks or well, maybe have more than two Pokemon and, and that's, you're at your third gym, right? And that's how do you only have two Pokemon at your third gym? <laughs> this is you're, you're doing it wrong. I mean, that's, that's what's happening is you're playing this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've been watching a lot of speed runs and most of them use one Pokemon the whole way through. Um, but no, the conclusion that I came to was that I needed to go back and catch the only fighting type Pokemon available before this point. Because it's weak. The, the gym leader's Pokemon are weak only to the fighting type. So you are playing this on a harder difficulty, correct? No, there's only one difficulty. No. Pokemon. Okay, there's only one, one difficulty. Yes. Oh, I thought there was. Oh, well. Uh,. Let's let's go over the reasons why you're not succeeding. First of all, I'm sure that the uh, speedrunners are using one Pokemon that's actually a good Pokemon. Uh, actually, second of the all, Pokemon. for this game, they use the Pokemon that I picked as a starter. Okay. So, second of all, uh, they're actually good. <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> I can't argue yeah, the, with you. As as someone who's done speedruns. Uh, you have to be good. I was not. Right. Which, um, if, if we want to talk about speedruns, I can just transition into my next game, and we'll just put all the games at the end. Go ahead. We'll just we'll just front load you, and uh, I'll talk for like two minutes about Destiny, and then we'll be done. No, it's it's time for you to talk about Destiny. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. We could, we could just skip right past it. Nah. Uh, so so this is the recurring John Talks About Destiny segment. Uh, Destiny 2 in particular, of course. Because uh, this is the only game he plays. Uh, this is pretty much the only game I play. I mean, of course, I have a full Steam library. I play other games on streams and stuff. But I also just don't stream a whole lot. And I try and stay busy with other things like 
you know, cooking, trying to make money, developing games. Stay-at-home husbanding. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely your, your house husband. Uh, the perfect house husband, in fact. Right. Um, no one has ever house husbanded better than John. Uh, correct. Um, but, uh, yeah, Destiny 2 is my escape from that world, and uh, it's, it's the game that I play the most. And I'm pretty darn good at it. <laughs> and at the same time, me and my clan are also pretty trash at it which that's just the way it, it works. Uh, for example, uh, we have almost every single title in the game, including the really grindy ones. Uh, we have some of the hardest ones to get, for example, Conqueror, which is held by 0.1% of the entire game population. And what do you have and to now do that's, to get that one? That's, that's, well, that changes season to season. Uh, I'm going to be getting it again uh, next week, probably. Wait, did when you lose it... it? No, no, they they actually just introduced title gilding. So, this is a recurring title that now, once you get it, you've got it, but each season you have the ability to gild it again, and it shows how many times you've gilded it, and it's, it's basically you just have to get the title again. Um, oh, and it, it shows how dedicated you are. So now now it doesn't just say, hey, I'm a conqueror. It says, hey, I'm a conqueror 2 or a conqueror 3, depending on how many times I've done it. When you said gilded um, titles, I thought that meant it went to the whole guild. No, guild is in G-I-L-D. Yeah. Like to, to surround armor. with gold. Yes. Or surround with gold. Yeah. Um, but, you know... Uh, I, I play a lot of this game and I've I've gotten to the point where I'm I couldn't be where I'm at without my guild, but at the same time, like my guild's not catching up with me. Oh. So, <laughs> so you're, you're you have just, to You have so much time that you're just shooting past all of them and you say Yeah A god am I No Bow down. No, because it's it's Kneel really easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really easy to be where I'm at. It's just they haven't taken the small amount of time to do it. Uh, y y to be able to get Conqueror, you have to play the Grandmaster Nightfalls. And to be able to do that, you have to hit a certain power level. And they raise the power level every season. And every season you have to grind the, the hardest content, quote-unquote, to get up there. Right, that's the, and, the looter shooter stuff. Yeah, so the the base level right now is thirteen hundred uh, power level. We Wait, reached so thirteen ten. No, no, that's that's where standard world drops stop helping you. Oh, okay. So, so like when you first start the game, anything that drops is going to increase your number. Um. I actually don't know what the current minimum power is. I think 1100 because it's been updated so many times that they just they keep raising the minimum to not leave people too far behind. 
um, when the game started, it was zero. And then for the first uh, year, it was just still zero. And so when I started, uh, it was it went up to 400. So I had to go from zero to 400. And then the second year, they raised the maximum to 750. And if I remember correctly, you had to go from like zero to 750 or something like that. So at that which rate, which was ridiculous. At that rate, I'm guessing uh, Destiny Two is on like its fourth year. Yeah, no, I I think that's right. Uh, correct. Yeah, this is this is the second season of the fourth year. And you've been playing since like a year in. Yeah, uh, about about nine months in. Okay. Uh, I I started at what is largely considered the worst point in Destiny's history. And you have been uh, no-lifing it like World of Warcraft ever since. Well, there's 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 some things that I, I wish I had no-lifed it at, because at the beginning, I didn't know that I would love it. Like, I, I liked the game. It was fun. I was going to buy the expansion pack, but... You know, there was there was an event going on and you could get a like a shirt for for doing this really cool thing and I think I got maybe nine tenths of the way there and would have just had to do a couple more things in order to get this shirt and I didn't because hey I'm not gonna spend money on on getting this shirt because it's I mean it's destiny I I'm definitely <laughs> not gonna be playing this for the rest of my life and every year since I've bought the shirt <laughs> And it's the one that I don't have. You need to complete uh, your collection. I do. I if I if I saw that shirt on eBay or or in a Goodwill or something, I'd absolutely buy it. Because <laughs> uh, I pretty much did all the work for it. I just didn't get it. But you won't go online shame. and hunt it down. Oh no, because I I'll I know I'll have to pay too much to get it, and I don't want to. Ah. But but if I see it then money and me and games are are a, a bad combination so yeah i had an experience like that recently too i had to stop playing a game because i was just pouring too much money into it and at first i was like oh this is just fun i'm just having fun this is fine and then i'm like no it's costing me the things that i would like to have more <laughs> I'm yes. trying to get a character, and it's not happening. And I've spent two hundred dollars this month. And I have definitely no idea what that is, what game you're talking about. And also, it's I've Genshin definitely Impact. never done exactly done that in the past. <laughs> uh, spoilers for future in the podcast. Um, right. Anyways, uh, so thirteen hundred right now is is the minimum or maximum that you can get to with world drops. And then you can get to thirteen ten with the the really high difficulty things, Wait, but also uh, with just go ahead. It's just ten points. Yeah, it's just ten points, but uh, you need to get to thirteen twenty five in order to play the Conqueror or the 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 Grandmaster Nightfalls. But I thought you said and the, the way that thirteen ten. Correct. So that's the max that you can have with your equipment. Every season they give you an artifact, which is uh, some lore 
thing that it, it's different each season, but it's the same each season. It doesn't it doesn't matter. But you can level <laughs> up your artifact by just getting XP. And once you level it up, uh, it gives you an extra power level just right on top of it. All the other power levels are a average of all of your equipment scores. Okay. So this is just a, a generic, you get a power. But it's a um, exponential curve. So the first five power is easy, but you need at least 15 in order to get to the uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls because it's 1325 to do that, and you can only get to 1310 with equipment. I see. Right so now you, I'm you at... You have to train up this artifact in order to get to the point where you can even do this thing. Yes. So right now I'm already at 1308 equipment, and I have 15 artifact power. So I just have a little bit more grinding and I'll have it, I'll probably have it before Tuesday reset time. But okay. everyone everyone else in my party is like 10 to 15 power behind me. Which is unfortunate. Because I can't do it alone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've, done, I've played those games too. I played... I played three months of Final Fantasy XIV um, in 2017. You have to have a party. And you have to have a party. You have to have you have to have a team of people, and especially for the higher level shit, you just have to have a team of people you can rely on. You got to get a guild. You got to. You have to, and you have to get a a good relationship with people in that guild. Right. It's not. Uh, us us getting conquer is not just because we have the power levels because it if i get above 1325 it doesn't matter it caps you at 1325 i can be 1327 everywhere else in the game it doesn't matter but it caps you at 1325 you have to play well and that means that you have to play well together right it, it can't so. be the healer goes off and and says i'm just gonna do dps now yeah. Meanwhile, the tank is dying. That's that's me. I'm the healer. And <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I wouldn't want you as a uh, healer. I'm sorry, John. Oh, I I'm I play a good healer. I'm I'm a healer in almost every game I play. But see, it's, it's I know preferred. I would piss you off and that you would just say I'm not healing you until you apologize. And then I would never I... apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it it depends on the uh, content. Although recently, uh, all the healers in the game have been on strike because Bungie. <laughs> no, it's I'm I'm being completely serious. Uh, Bun to to optimally beat most content in the game requires us to use a particular loadout with a particular subclass. And Bungie repeatedly takes all the rest of uh, everything else that we can do and nerfs it into the ground, despite the fact that 
every other class is stronger in almost every way. Wow. So we we are consistently oppressed, and because of that, we have for the past month or two we we just said no that's you've you've done you've done us dirty too many times we're not going to do it we're on strike uh we we hope you you understand what's going on and my guild has been perfect about it they they recognize that they supported us um uh, i heard a couple stories about maybe one or two of my guildies who are not healer mains switching over to healer when none of the rest of us were there and doing the thing but you know the they're scabs and right i was about to say that's just scabs. they're 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 (laughs) gonna burn but but they 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 insisted it was only because uh none of us warlocks were there if if we had been then they wouldn't have done it right that's Uh, the point of a strike even even though we uh you know wouldn't have been doing it but that's that's fine uh you know they they know where they're gonna end up (laughs) uh in scab hell but but fortunately like i've personally broken the strike at this point i i think a lot of people trickled off before i did but we've gotten some promises we've gotten promises nothing set in stone yet but those those promises are there and and i'm 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 choosing to believe in them but i mean if they if they renege on that i'm mm, it's gonna be bad (laughs) but enough about destiny tell me about uh this awful game that you're playing oh i'm gonna guess you're talking about kingdom hearts 2 final mix which is yeah well it was either that or the other uh final fantasy game apparently i only play games that you hate (laughs) but no kingdom hearts 2 is one of the best games ever created um i will not stand for any slander and right now I've, I've beaten the game on critical mode. I've done that. And now, what I want to do, because I've been watching speedruns and I want to make myself better at this game, what I want to do is beat it on critical mode, but with no experience. And I, so... I didn't realize that your bar for the greatest games of all time was so low. You've got... You must have, like hundreds of thousands of games in your greatest games of all time list i don't i have like five Eesh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right bye guys i'm heading out <laughs> <laughs> um so critical mode no experience is basically like the enemies deal the most damage they can possibly do to you and you don't get levels now bosses okay so you stay at level zero you stay at level one or one yeah so bosses do give you what's called a bonus level and that's basically unavoidable most of the time though what that does is it gives you a skill or a new magic spell or something like that now what it doesn't do and what you will never get on critical mode no experience is you will never get two abilities called second chance and once more and these two abilities normally carry you through the later stages of the game because what once more does is it ensures that you will survive any combo attack with one hp 
and second chance ensures that you will survive any attack with one HP, so long as you are not already at one HP. Okay. Wow. The you're you're really trying to do this hard. That's that's goofy. <laughs> no, that's Donald. As in, I keep fucking dying. I am uh. I am at the fourth world of the game on the first visit because most most of the worlds in the game you go to twice. There's one you go to once and a couple you go to like three times. But this is the first visit to the fourth world of the game, so I'm barely into it. And I am stuck. And I was stuck on this one in normal critical mode when I had levels. So Well, it sounds sounds like you've got a lot of strife in your life right now, but don't I worry. Eventually you get to a point where there's not a cloud in the sky. Ah, uh, uh, cloud is actually in this game. Uh, <laughs> not that I'll ever see him because I can't beat this. I'm sure you'll get beyond it this week. I, I hope I, so. Sure Otherwise, it. it'll it'll be miserable. The, the issue I'm having is that you go... You go into a fight in Olympus Coliseum, that's the um, the Hercules world, and you're escaping from Hades, and Hades is chasing you down through, through a passageway that has three large areas, and in each of these large areas, Heartless attack you. And the first one, it's pretty easy. I've died there, like, twice. Ever. Like, ever. Um... You, you can survive it pretty easily as long as you're keeping aware of where Hades is. The second one is an issue. Slightly. Because there are these enemies called Lance Soldiers. And what Lance Soldiers do is they, they walk around very clunkily. So it's hard to tell when they're about to attack you. Or what they're about to do even. Okay. And I can get past that section about half of the time but the third area is where I cannot I cannot get past so the the first part of it is there's two of those lance soldiers and that's fine I can get past that section pretty easily but not without taking a hit most of the time and a hit from Hades mm. is half of your health oh wonderful right just just heal right which i've i've probably run out of healing items and if i haven't then trying to use a healing item at that point gets me killed so ah uh. so you would think oh well all the other areas they've only had one wave you only need to beat the first wave of enemies here well i said there's a first wave of enemies there's a second wave of enemies and is there also a third wave? No, it's only the second wave. Okay. But the problem with the second wave is that it introduces an enemy that you have not fought up to this point. And it's called a large body. And the large body is a big round heartless who cannot be damaged from the front. You have to hit him in the back. So you large have Large body? Sounds familiar. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> wow so you, see now now that that is telling i said 
I that sounds familiar, and you immediately assumed I was talking about you. Because that, you made jokes that about is it telling. <laughs> Fine. What? Maybe. No, I would never. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so, so the large body. You okay also, there, man? <laughs> the large body also has an immense amount of health, probably twice as much as the other enemies. And he spawns with all of the other enemies, too. It's like the first wave, but also now there's a large body. And then you have Hades throwing giant fireballs at you that deal half your health. You have the lance soldiers bumbling around, hitting you, and they deal half your health. I don't understand how you can say that this is one of the top five games of all time when uh, it... The writing is terrible. Oh, I mean, you're writing? talking about the large body and... The writing uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2 is garbage. The, the writing in the first one... How is can it be one of the top five games of all time? Because it plays better than most other games. It plays the best I've ever played a game. But yeah. You need to get out more. That's where I'm stuck. I, I'm actually... I'm actually stuck at the second world of the game. That's where I'm actually stuck. But I left and went to the other worlds that were available to me. Because I decided I could not beat the fight I was in without cure. I needed the cure spell. And I actually okay. have the cure spell already, but now I'm trying to get a keyblade. <laughs> I'm trying to get a more powerful <laughs> keyblade to just deal more damage. So that's Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, you also have fi uh, Final Fantasy on your your list. Wait, no, we just talked about. Hmm. I don't have I don't have Final Fantasy on my list. What I do have is Bravely Default 2, which is similar is to it? games like Final Fantasy 5. It is. Isn't that just Final Fantasy though? It's not. It's different. But I mean, it's, it's the same. It's, it's, it's Square Enix still. It's it's the job system, it's turn-based battles, it's blocking and attacking and spells and but it's it's it's, it's final fantasy. It's 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 better than they've done it before on a technical level. I can't say I'm fully invested in the story. It's well written for the most part. But it's it's very... If you've played a JRPG before, you know where the story is going. Um, and the voice acting's very hit and miss. They took the, uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles route and made everybody have, like, English voice actors. Like, like British and okay. Welsh and Irish and Scottish. And for the main characters, that's fine. There's a man named Elvis who wears a trilby and speaks with uh. a thick Scottish accent. And it's it's pretty good. Oh. Elvis isn't an alien? That's unfortunate. Elvis is not an alien. Uh, El Elvis isn't an alien is in the best game, so that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out that you mentioned that it's better on a technical level, which uh, hopefully you would expect being 19 years after the last game of this type. You would hope, but sometimes Final Fantasy takes a step backwards. 
Okay, I'm glad you recognize now that it's Final Fantasy. I just realized that if I said it was Bravely Default, you would spend more time talking about how it's Final Fantasy, which I've now negated by talking about how it's not Final Fantasy. Okay, I'm, I'm glad we, we got that. <laughs> so, so you're saying this game has a lot of people that talk in uh, British and Welsh and Scottish accents? Right. And for the main mm. characters, it's pretty good. They're, they're all pretty solid. The problem comes with a lot of the bosses who do not have great voice actors. It's It, it can be painful sometimes listening to them talk. Um, Man, I wouldn't know anything about playing a game that has a lot of voice acting that's just uh, British and Scottish and Welsh. Oh, would you? No, I definitely wouldn't. Oh, but I think you do. In fact, I think we just played one today. I watched you. Do I have to talk about Kingdoms of Amalur? I mean, you don't if you don't want to. We could always just skip to the next segment. Uh, we could, but I guess I'll, I'll touch on it. Uh, so I've, I've been playing Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning on stream, and it's the game that they released earlier. Again, except with some weird graphical glitches, and... It's pretty good. I like the graphical glitches. There's really no other details that I notice difference. It's just the same game again. It's just the same game again. And that's fine. It's a fun game. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily would have paid for it, considering I still have the old game, and it still runs... It might have but been better picking up used, you might say. It maybe, or you know what? It would probably been have been better picking it up for the Switch instead of for the PC again. But oh. I didn't know it was going to come out on the Switch, so. Which it does in three days. As don't of time remind of me. <laughs> don't don't remind me. Uh, speaking of Switches, aren't they sold out still? Uh, no. I mean, if I wanted a well, Switch, I could buy one. But do you know Do you know what's not in stock anywhere? Like, uh, anywhere. Prob- probably PlayStation 5s. Right. PlayStation 5s are still out of stock. When did they come out? Like, October? I don't know. I don't play PlayStation, despite it- owning three of them. They came out either in October or November, and either way, that's been four to five months, and they are still constantly out of stock. They go up for sale, and they're sold out before anybody even realizes it. It's absurd. Uh, The answer is November, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Four months. It's been four months. And they still go out of. Uh, they still get sold out instantly, instantaneously. Right. And it's the same with formats. the Xboxes. It's the same. And whether you're talking about the Series X or the Series S, they both go. I'm like, who's buying a Series S? I thought I was the only one who gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I really did, but I can't. That's never in stock. I can't get one. I have the money for it. I just want to give them my money. Uh, I every I have terrible luck. The, every time I buy 
a new console, it gets replaced immediately, or they stop producing anything for it. Uh, I bought a new 3DS. Oh, and when did you buy that in 2016? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, yes. I bought I bought one in 2016, and within five months, right? It, they were they announced that they weren't going to make any more of them, which was very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a Switch last year, and okay, I mean, they're still they're they are, but they're also right about to announce the switch pro so uh, which again it's it's not going to replace it but I'm also at not the same sure time needs a switch pro what the what the rumors are about the switch pro i'm not sure anybody who plays switch games care about it sounds it sounds like xbox and playstation shit and nintendo players don't care that's it's not what they're there for I, I will say it it's not necessarily the graphical power that's that would come with it but the processing power because uh, Nintendo has uh, continually uh, throughout history done the thing where they show off that hey we're gonna release this console and then we're gonna release an upgrade to the console and it, you need it for instance, uh, the uh, N64 came out. Great uh-huh. console. Fantastic console. I still play it. And then they released the expansion pack, which is required in order to play uh, Donkey Kong 64. Right, your favorite se- several, game. Several other games, because it makes it stronger. You can play those games with it. And you'd think that's one-off, but then they came out with the Wii and the Wii was fine and then halfway through its lifetime they released the updated Wiimotes the Wiimote Plus or whatever where you had to have it for certain games and uh, games just wouldn't work I think even (sighs) I think Skyward Sword requires it I think Skyward Sword requires it so and if you didn't have it you couldn't play it so this this is a a thing that Nintendo has shown repeatedly that they're willing to do, and uh, I mean the new 3DS, it plays 3DS games. 3DS games or 3DS can't play new 3DS games. I I'm pretty no, sure they can't. So because the the new 3DS games requ- rely on the. Um there's a little knob at the top that works as a camera control in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And the, so, the normal 3DS just doesn't have that. That little knob is all that the new 3DS is. And and you could say that, hey, it's it's just a, um, you know, it's just a new, new console with backwards compatibility. And I say it's called the new 3DS. Right. It's... Uh, it's if they wanted it to be a different console, they would have called it a different console. It's not a new console with with an upgraded, you know, with with backwards compatibility. It's just the same console updated. And, and they know this and, because they've run into this exact issue before with the Wii U when they released that, and everybody thought it was just an extension of the Wii. Which I not. honestly 
it could have been though which it could have been it, like the, it the wii not. itself like the wii u console looks like a wii it does it, it looks exactly like a Wii. The only difference is that it's a completely different system and it has a different controller. Right. <laughs> but it, but it, it looks the same. It could have been a controller for the Wii. But, but it's a they, different they couldn't have. They couldn't have because the Wii doesn't... It's not strong enough. But, oh well. I, I, I think that the, the Switch Pro will come out and they will make games for it that will require it. And I will be slightly salty, and that's why I only buy games like the Atari 2600, which is, like, 30 years old. Or more. Okay. Well, game facts. Uh, game facts. Game, game of the week is uh, the Fire Emblem series. Uh, so we've we've compiled these these uh, our producers compiled these these very uh, realistic and important and totally truthful facts about Fire Emblem. Uh, take it away, Wombat. Um, in 1990, the first Fire Emblem game was released by Intelligent Systems who would then go on to release the same game 18 more times, and only one of them would ever be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, Fire Emblem Fates is, in fact, the best no! Fire Emblem of all time. <laughs> it's awakening. No. It's awakening. I it's, will it's, fight to the death on this one. It's awakening. It's definitely... It's definitely not Awakening. It's Gaiden. I'm I'm actually legitimate here. It is Gaiden. Gaiden's yeah, the best that's Fire Emblem game. That's fine. As long as it isn't Fates. As long <laughs> as it's not Fates. Uh. Um, Shozo Kaga, director of Fire Emblem, left for undisclosed reasons after releasing the sixth version of the same game. You'd think he was tired of making only one game, but he went on to release that same game for a different company three more times. I don't know what you're it's talking true. about there. Uh, yeah, he, he left after Thracia 776 and then uh, founded his own company, Turninog, uh, which uh, then got sued by Nintendo because he released Tear Ring Saga. Originally, it was supposed to be called Emblem Saga, but uh, Nintendo threatened to sue if they didn't change the name. And then they sued anyways because he literally just made Fire Emblem again. And <laughs> and interestingly enough, they won. Of Not Nintendo. They did. No, no. Turninog won. What? Yeah. Uh, so for the PlayStation One, I think there is there's Tear Ring Saga, uh, followed up with a sequel, Berwick Saga. Uh, one of the two of them either got got sued again, and Nintendo won that time, won some damages, but they were still allowed to sell the game, which is wild. I feel like he should also and, have been sued by the Saga series. <laughs> and then, and then he uh, he disappeared for like ten or fifteen years before coming back. And he's working on Vesteria Saga at this point. Oh which, my god. Uh, Why do they all have also, Saga? It's, it's also just another... Um, it's just Fire Emblem? 
it's just Fire Emblem. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vesteria Saga, and it's, uh, I mean, it's okay. I've played it. I've I've played them all. I've played I know you literally have. every Fire Emblem game. <laughs> You've played the ones that haven't except been released. For, except for Three Houses. I have not played Three Houses yet. Oh, that's the only one anybody cares about. Uh, I just, I have it's to okay. switch. I can't, I can't be bothered. It's okay. I've played three houses for you. It's okay. Oh, okay. Fire Emblem has branched out into many additional mediums, including a manga, an anime, a collectible card game, a Dynasty Warriors style game, a different collectible card game, and more! Unfortunately, they all have that special Fire Emblem charm. Yep. Yep, there's two collectible card games. I love it. How are there two? Uh, well, so there's Fire Emblem, the collectible card game, which lasted from like 2001 to 2007-ish, I think. And then there was, with the release of Awakening, they released Fire Emblem Zero, parentheses cypher close parentheses which is uh it lasted from like 2009 ish or whenever awakening came out until uh 2020 i i think they're they last i heard was they were working on their last release of uh bonus packs and then they were they were gonna shut it down they're just ending it yeah but it is, it is two different collectible card games. They're not compatible at all. And, uh, yeah. Uh, collectible card game, Fire Emblem. <laughs> it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! I, and Duel Monsters. It's the same I, I mean, thing, I, but it's not. It's it's more like the Star Wars collectible card game. Although, oh, I uh, interestingly... Oh, me too. They're, they're great. Um, interestingly enough, they actually do keep the... Uh, leveling up and class changing. Wow. Um, which is is kind of neat. I mean, it can't be Fire Emblem without that. Hikaru Midorikawa, voice actor of Marth from the anime, or actually Mars in that case, is actually still the voice actor <laughs> in games such as Smash Bros. today. Despite being an actual good voice actor who played Hiro Yui, Gundam Wing, which was one of the first anime I ever saw, uh, mm-hmm. Sakamoto, haven't you heard? Which is hilarious. It is. Garo, One Punch. I cannot remember who Garo is. Android 16, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. I never made it that far in Dragon Ball. And Seto Kaiba, Yu-Gi-Oh!, who is the greatest anti-villain, and more. Uh, Garo is the current uh, villain kind of anti-hero, I guess, in... One Punch Man. Uh, I, I haven't sh- even watched the second season. I only watched yeah, the first. He's, he, he's the second season. Former despi- Disciple of Bang. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, like he's like a, a real voice actor. <laughs> but but he plays Mars. <laughs> but Mars. Have you have you seen the anime? Were you there no, when we watched I've, it? I've, I've seen that that part okay okay it's uh, it's i i say this as a fan of trash uh both trash anime and trash games like uh these uh it is genuinely good 
Like it's it's I I wish it it kept going and they didn't cancel it. But oh well. Oh well. Things get canceled and we don't want them to be. From the Fire Emblem official history page at Nintendo, the concept was based on taking the units from Advance Wars, technically Famicom Wars at the time, and making them characters. Interestingly, it says nothing about the Game 4 Switch from tactical gameplay to dating sim. Did you like the part in, in, in Fire Emblem Fates you could, like, blow on your characters to kiss them? I hated it. God, I hate See, it. We we didn't even get that over here in the West. That's the unfortunate business. No, but we did we did still get some cringy shit. Yes. <laughs> and also the worst battle system the game has ever had. Yeah, it wasn't that great. No. Fire Emblem it Heroes. Built- <laughs> it built <laughs> It built too much upon awakening. No, it didn't. It it took Okay, I can explain it too. I remember how to explain it. So uh, there are two different ways that Fire Emblem games work. And the way that they work is that generally you have an accuracy. And that accuracy can be anywhere from 0 to 100. And the game most of the games roll a die and if it lands below the number that your accuracy is then you hit and if you don't no. if you don't then you miss that's not technically true but I'll let it slide it's the dumbed down version it's the dumbed down the super dumped down version as now, someone who actually has access to the Fire Emblem engine and has seen how it actually works. There's a lot more that goes into it than that, and it's not just a simple above or below random generator. But we can move on. Right. Now, the other way that it works is there are games in the series that have... It's kind of similar, but different. So it'll, like, roll multiple dice. I think it's three. And then take an average of those. And then if that average falls below the, the accuracy number, then they hit. Yeah. And, and what that leads to is, like, in, in the one where they just roll one die, it's kind of a lot... It's a lot more likely if you have a low accuracy number to miss but also a lot more likely if you have a high accuracy number to hit. Whereas with the average system, you, your low accuracy units tend to get a higher chance to hit while not really affecting the, the higher accuracy units too much. Now, yeah. what, Fire, what Fates did is it combined the two. It combined them. So if your accuracy is above 50, then you work with the the single die roll system, I think. And if your accuracy is below 50, then you have the hybrid system. Which basically means that if 
if you have a lower accuracy unit you're fighting against, they actually have a higher chance of hitting you than you think they do. <laughs> and it is the most infuriating shit in the universe. For you to have like a hundred accurate, or not a hundred, but like, you'll have like 99 accuracy and somehow miss. And then they have 25 and you're like, well, they're not going to hit anyway. And then they hit you. Whose idea was it to mix mix <laughs> the systems? Ugh. I'm upset now. I'm going to read the next thing. Fire Emblem Heroes, a completely free game released in 2017 for mobile devices, had grossed over $500 million in sales within two years of release. This was definitely in no part due to John spending somewhere between $50 and $100 on, on trying to get a damn Hector best girl. I did Which, get Hector, though. You did get Hector? I did get Hector, and Hector is still a really good character. But did you get Hector's best girl? Oh, Hector is best girl. Hector is best girl. Hector is best girl. I accept that. Hector's also the best character in the entire franchise, but, well... I don't know. Loot's the best character in the entire franchise. Hector's is go. a close second. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right! I guess we, we move on to the uh, the the actual reason why we're here. No, that's not at all true. We're here to talk to each other. We're here because we're best friends. John? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> wow. I've been shot down. I've been shot down. You Absolutely know? not. Oh, no. I'm never going to be able to talk again. If only you had kept so quiet. Hard. If only you had kept silent, protagonist, you wouldn't have had to hear that. So uh, we're we're gonna talk uh, each week about a a different game mechanic or a narrative trope, um, typically used in in gaming, because well, one of us is a game designer and the other one has done a little bit of writing in their life so uh we know a thing or two just like most people so we're gonna give you our opinions because everyone's got one and they all stink well, well hold on not everybody has an opinion <laughs> everyone has an we'll opinion be talking about today <sighs> so <sighs> there has been a trend in video games since the dawn of time since before the dinosaurs roamed the earth, video games have featured characters who don't say a word. Yep. Your it's, Mario. It's real unfortunate. Your Luigi's. Your left pong paddles. Your links. I was trying to think of the Dragon Quest hero's name, and I could not. Um, here, uh, the the Erdrick. Squ Square piece. 
square, square piece, piece from Tetris. The square piece from Tetris. All silent characters. And once upon a time, that was fine. I understand when it's... You're telling a simple story and you don't want to weigh it down with too much dialogue. So you just have a character who gets spoken at and then they act. And you're supposed to insert yourself into that character. And, and that character is you. Now, the problem I have with it is that it still happens today. Well, alright, so, like... The, let's let's talk about why it's useful. Uh, it's it's useful for for a couple reasons. One, dialogue is hard. Dialogue so if you just is cut hard. out the cut out the dialogue, you don't have to deal with it, and that's that's a genuinely useful tool. Um, that's true. Uh, other uh, reasons are um, you you want to have it be a player insert. So think of things like um, Twilight the movie or um, Matrix the movie, where Neo is a very bland character who kind of doesn't do a whole lot. He's, he's plain, which is good, so you can insert yourself onto Neo. When you watch Matrix, you are the Neo. And, and in that you, you, context... You, the that character is called the audience surrogate like mm -hmm. you want to be that person you are supposed yeah. to empathize with that person because they're the that, most that's, like you that's the subtype of the silent protagonist that's that's often used um when you can't really uh, have a silent person yes so um you know, it, it's it functionally it's it's that Neo does talk, of course, uh, just like uh, Bella, Bella talks and and Twilight. But Bella is the most bland person you have ever seen, which is good acting, because it's hard to be the most bland person that you have ever seen. Yeah, no shade on Kristen Stewart. She's actually no. a good actress. That that was fine. I mean, the movie's bad, but that's right. not her fault. No, and also it's not Robert Pattinson's fault because if anybody listens to this, they're going to complain about Robert Pattinson Batman. Robert Pattinson's great. Yeah, there's there's nothing. It's just they they are there to be bland templates for you to insert yourself into. Um, and one of those movies was good, and the other was not, but they both used it properly. Uh, a lot of. So, so it's games like Mario and Zelda, and um, yeah, those are those are pretty good versions uh, to talk about. In the old games, some of them were 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 silent protagonists because there was no like the the amount of of dialogue in Mario was your princess is in another castle and then you moved on. You right. didn't need Mario to say. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, you didn't need him to this give is, this grand speech about how he's going to yeah. defeat Bowser and save the princess. You understand or, that or, from playing the game. Yeah, and and Zelda as well. You know, you didn't. You don't need Zelda talking. You just or you don't need Link talking in Zelda games. 
Um, I mean, half the time you don't need Zelda talking either. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you don't need Link talking when there's zero, like, the the only amount of dialogue is, um, what, what would you like to buy, and uh, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. I mean, that's pretty much the only dialogue in the entire game. And they in just the wrote games. it directly on the screen. And so, you know, older games, perfect. Now, where my complaint comes into play, would I guess start with the PS2 era of RPGs, and specifically Dragon Quest VIII. Now, for, <laughs> for most of the game in Dragon Quest VIII, the hero is just that. He's just the dude who acts. And you don't think there's much importance to him beyond the fact that he was the person who survived the attack on the castle, was not turned to stone like everybody else, and was able to help the transformed king get away. However, as the story goes on, you realize that he's actually a very important character, and that maybe he should have some thoughts about what's happening, especially in the post-game, where it turns out that he's the dragon prince, and... Like, you can only get the secret ending by learning this. Yeah. And, and like I said, for most of the game, it doesn't matter. But near the end, it does. And it's weird, then, that he's silent and he has no reaction to finding out that he's a prince to a lost civilization. Yeah. And it gets worse in recent days. And my, my main examples here are Joker in Persona 5 and Link in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and for different reasons. It's actually for different reasons that I'm against the silent protagonist trope here. Okay, now, to be clear, when we're talking about the silent protagonist trope, we're, we're not mentioning a, a protagonist that doesn't audibly speak. We're talking right. about a, a protagonist that does not communicate outside of maybe like a person talks to them and they kind of shrug right um a, like a destiny has... destiny 2 is is notoriously bad for having your your ghost speaks for you most of the time and you you your character just uh, stands there. Stands there or interacts. They they've done some good things with that though. With uh, the character about to say something and then ghost pops in and they shoot ghost a dirty look. <laughs> but when it really matters, they spend the extra money to get the six voice actors it takes for them to have you say anything. Considering there's <laughs> three different uh, races and two different genders, so that's six. Um, to say something, and uh, when they say it, it it's you you feel really good about it. We're not talking about the times where where you know uh, you're playing a visual novel and the girls are chit chatting and and it's all audible in your ears, and then it's time for you to respond and you just click the thing on the you know click which option you say and you don't actually say it out loud. That's no. not what we're talking about. It is technically a silent protagonist. It is not the version we are discussing. 
And and Joker in Persona 5 can actually veer into that a little bit at some times, where it gives you an option of what to say. But it's it's very periodic, and it doesn't actually happen very much in the main story. Like, that's mostly mm. with the, 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 like, dating sim elements, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where most of the the dialogue lines come up but joker in persona 5 is a a man first of all uh this actually plays into part of my argument about the okay kind of character Don't, I'm, i've never played persona 5 so i i it's always weird when someone points out some defining feature of a person like hey they're black or hey they're a girl or hey they're a man like I hope this matters. <laughs> right, it, it does to my greater <laughs> argument. Um, okay. So Joker is a teenage boy who has been accused of a crime that he did not commit and has now has a criminal record and has been placed under juvenile like probation and basically told he can't like, his parents shipped him off because they can't deal with him right now. Yeah. Um, and you would think that he would have thoughts about that. But he doesn't. Like, at no point does he really seem too broken up about the fact that he's been framed for a crime. He doesn't... He doesn't seem, like, super stressed out about the crime that he did witness being commit when he was falsely accused he just kind of goes about his life as normal following that and other people react for him specifically the uh the cat character morgana once once you meet them hmm. um and with link my issue with link is that link should be a silent protagonist i have no issue with link being a silent protagonist what he should yeah. not have been is the protagonist of breath of the wild <laughs> because breath of the wild is a very story heavy game that wants you to go around and find all of this lore about princess zelda and everything and link is essentially a side character and it just yeah well it it's it, be, it really is about um princess zelda like the entire game is about her yeah and it would be more impactful if she was the one like recovering her memories and having reactions to that because whenever link learns something new he just has a blank face and yeah he's kind of the perfect character to fulfill zelda's role in that game the person who stands there for a hundred years and guards ganon from getting to the rest of the world that's a perfect link thing for him yeah and so it's just weird when you take this character who ha has never and will never and sh I, I don't think should ever have a reaction to anything yeah I, I, I personally am not the hugest fan of Breath of the Wild as a Zelda game I know it's beautiful and I know there's lots of fun glitches you can do, and there's it's a very expansive world. 
but it, it doesn't fit necessarily into my idea of a good Zelda game. Uh, not to uh, crap on anyone who, who thinks that, that it's a good game. That's perfectly fine. It's just not my Zelda game. Right. Uh, I, I, I think that, that Link can be used very well in a good story-rich game. I think Twilight Princess was a good version of that, and it didn't even have an obnoxious uh, fee or fi or whatever the, the sword's name is to, to deal with everything. It, it was just you you played through the story, and you had people help you, and they talked to you, and they told you things, and it wasn't weird at any point that you weren't responding. Wind Waker's kind of the same way. That was That's my favorite Zelda game. And it, it never bothers me that Link doesn't talk in that one. And part yeah. of it's that, like, the cartoony style gives him a bit more expression to work with. But also, yeah. part, of, part of it's just, like, he doesn't need to say anything. They give you a no. couple of lines of dialogue, tell you where to go, and you just go there. Uh, other games I think that are, are really good with silent protagonists are Portal. Uh... I don't think it it would make sense necessarily for her to talk back uh, to GLaDOS. No. I, I think it's fine her being silent throughout that. I mean, GLaDOS um, is just there to, like, harass you. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to say anything back to GLaDOS. No, there's, there's no dialogue that needs to happen there. Half-Life gets a little weird. Half-Life is fine. Half-Life 2 gets a little bit weird. <laughs> Because you definitely are in the middle of things, and if if you have to make the joke at some point about like ah, you're a strong, silent sort of fella or something, then you probably shouldn't be using a silent protagonist. Right. Like uh, if you if you have to reference the fact, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, which is the newest Dragon Quest obviously has a silent protagonist as every Dragon Quest ever has. Yeah. But it's kind of egregious because of something that happens early in the game where he comes back from going to the castle town to meet the king and his entire village has been raised and you can only assume that everyone in the village has been killed. And he's just standing yeah. there in the ruins of his hometown. Everybody he know he knew is gone. And he just has the blankest expression on his face and says nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why? Y- why yeah, are you, you telling this story if you're going to have this character at the heart of it? And, and why do you tell it from that perspective? Like, if you told it from a first-person perspective, that would make sense. You don't have to look at the character. By putting the character there, you are making them something I should look at. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you put the character in a scene, they need to be... If you put... Sorry. This is an editing and cinema thing. If you have something in a scene, it should mean something. 
<laughs> if you are in a situation, if you put a rifle in in the scene in Act One, then it has to go off in Act Three. No, that's. I mean, I'm not not, not saying Chekhov's gun here. I'm saying that if if you are having, let's say, a character is going to go in and meet its family, you don't need the other three members of the party there unless no. they're going to interact and say something. It should just be the main character. Or maybe the main character and the uh, family friend who's a member of your party. Uh, but you don't need the others unless they're going to interact in some way. They're just filling space then. The only but characters in this... who should be in the scene are the ones who are relevant to the scene. Yeah. So, uh, I... I think in that situation, that was that was very bad design to have your character that way. Maybe maybe do a sweeping camera shot of the ruined city, and and that's all you need to do, because that'll get it across to you, the player, that hey, this is bad. Like you're you're going to feel sad if they've done their job. But if you show us the character and the character is not, not sad, then we're not going to be sad because why should we? Right. Clearly, the character, us, is not sad, so I'm not going to feel sad. There's no pathos if there's no reaction. Yeah. So, I, and, yeah. And... There are also still ways that you can integrate a character who doesn't speak into the story and it still work. Absolutely. Um, um, oh, Grand Theft Auto 3, has, it's, its protagonist is completely mute. But it starts off with that. It says, hey, you know, they wake you up and they go, oh, you're mute. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's fine because some people are mute. And yeah, that's, that is. That's cool. Move I'm on. not saying you shouldn't have mute characters in your game. That's not what I'm saying at all. Not at all. Like, the the biggest issue for me is that if they're going to not speak, if they're going to have something important happen to them that would mean something to them, they need to have some kind of reaction. Yes. You, so, you don't have to... <laughs> A silent protagonist is not a cardboard cutout. No. <laughs> a silent protagonist is a cardboard cutout who walks around. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. But I, I I still think that silent protagon you having a silent protagonist is still fine in 2021. Just know what you're doing and plan for it from the beginning. If you're doing a game, it, honestly, if you're if you're doing an RPG, you probably don't want them to be a silent protagonist. No, not at all. Um, I mean, even if it's a first-person RPG, you you pr you generally want them to have dialogue. And I'm not again. I'm again not saying they have to have a voice actor because that can throw people out. And especially then, you know, you get into bigger costs of what if you start your character as a girl or, you know, if you're just 
a character or something, do you even need to see your face? You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of questions that arise there. I'm I'm a big fan of games that don't necessarily show you you because that's good for inclusivity. You're you are not a dude, you are not a girl, you are not old, you're not young, you're you're not fat, you're not skinny, you're just you. It's the Spider-Man idea like anybody could be inside the suit. Yeah. Except they have to be bit by the thing and Spider-Man's a bad character. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just that that's the idea of Spider-Man. I'm yeah. pointing that out. Like <laughs> I understand. In a full body suit, like anybody could be in there. Yeah. But if you're fat, we're going to know it immediately. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they they even do that in multiple of the movies that where he, whenever he has friends, they stick someone in there and they're they're fat and it doesn't fit and everyone laughs cuz haha they're fat. Um, what I, what I do, what I do think is that if you're going to argue still today, though, that the character is supposed to be a self insert, you can't say that. And then also have a character with a, a set design, somebody like, like Joker or the dragon quest heroes, like they only look a certain way, like they're not a self-insert character then they are that character if you're going to argue that it's self-insert then i need to be able to create my character yes like that argument just doesn't hold up anymore we have the processing speed to have character creators right and they're not that hard to build so anybody do can it. do it <laughs> just do it um well is this now your glowing weak point um this is a pretty good point i don't know if it's glowing it might be a little it's like an led light it's okay so it's not the main glowing weak point if i if i hit this one your arm pops off or something but you don't die yeah Okay. Yeah. okay. It's like it's like in a in a boss battle. You have to you have to fight the the limbs to get to the head and then that actually kills it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That I understand. Uh so uh hey, uh thanks for for listening to this point. Um this glowing point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh go ahead and uh follow us give us a a like or subscribe or uh rate us rate us five to ten stars depending on the uh uh whatever the the metric is for this particular site you're on right i mean it's going up on spotify i'm not even sure if they have a system like that well it might go up other places what You do things. You make things. I do things. I do. Where can people find you doing things and making things? Uh, you can find me at uh, at John the Do Dev, uh, or uh, anywhere at Casenmore. Casenmore is is my generic name. Or you can find me at DuelingOcarinas.com. 
Okay. Um, I guess you can also find me. I mean, I'm not as cool as him, but you can go to Twitter and find me at Video Game Wombat, and you can go on Twitch and find me at Wombat Millennial. Spelled correctly now. I I finally got it <laughs> spelled correctly. Yeah, I had to correct my uh, URL when I looked for you earlier because I had the other one saved. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, who should we share this to? Share this to everyone that you wish was a silent protagonist. Okay. Yeah. Share share this to someone you wish was a silent protagonist. Share this to the Joker of your life. <laughs> Maybe a maybe a smoker too, or midnight toker. Some people call me the space cowboy. <laughs> yeah, Some well, I'm the gangster, the gangster of love. Of love. <laughs> All right, shut up, Maurice. We're done. <laughs>